Welcome back to SEWCT. Thanks for joining me. I'm Chef T, your host. And today we, we are going to be talking about the fear of eating red meat. There's so many different uh, articles out there, research pertaining to red meat, how it's good, how it's bad. And I wanted to just kind of like tackle some of those uh, issues just a little bit, cover some uh, topics that focuses on red meat. And let's do this. So on simpleeast.com, you can find an article it's titled Red Meat Do's and Don'ts, and let's get into it a little bit. In healthy portions, red meat can be a reliable source of protein, B12, iron, and zinc. But if it isn't prepared correctly, it creates carcinogens, which over time can increase cancer cells in the body. So as a cancer, cancer survivor myself, I wanted to share with you the importance of being conscious of when it comes to selecting and preparing healthy portions of red meat. In this particular post on my site, I am going to walk you through the process of how to be confident in your approach and getting the most out of red meat from starting start to finish. So basically, I have a few different links that you can touch on. I'm going to read a little bit of the article, but I'm actually going to go jump into other articles as well, just to kind of give both sides of this topic around red meat. So when you start shopping for red meat, it's very important to consider where it's actually coming from. And animal diet and stress levels play a huge role in quality of the meat you end up with from the store. Farmers can reduce the saturated fat in the meat and increase the omega-3 amounts through pasture feeding. So I always recommend shopping for grass-fed, which is extremely important. Take the time to research your selection a, a little more before you actually go shopping. Or even better, you can always visit the farm yourself and enjoy the educational day with your family and friends or whoever. Going to the farm can create a great experience, a great experience for kids as well. At the store, pick up lean cuts of red meat while avoiding processed meat. Anything with round chuck or loin uh, in the in the name indicates that it's lean. When it comes to beef, pick up options, label, select, or choice as opposed to prime. And always look for the highest percentage of lean meat. You're getting a healthier cut with less fat if it's 95% lean as opposed to like 80%. Also, take a second look over your meat selection before you actually buy it. If there is fat running through it uh, throughout the meat, uh, you won't be able to cut that off easily before cooking. So once you're cho once you once you've chosen your red meat, your ideal red meat, you'll you're ready to prepare it. Start by using a sharp knife to cut off all the easily excess fat. Uh, now, it, this could be a little controversial. Obviously, fat brings quality, uh, you know, the scrumptiousness that we all love about red meat. It, it brings the taste, it brings the juiciness. So you have to really pick and choose your battles when it comes to this. You know, you, you gotta pick and choose what really works for you. Um, if your red meat dish it's going to be a little high in fat content. Maybe your other meals throughout the day is going to be in less, less fat content. If you start thinking about your meals like that uh, and maybe start thinking about your meals ahead of time, that will also help you in terms of your your fat balance ratio throughout the day and throughout the week. So if all your meat, if all your meals are heavy, high fat content, then that might not be good for you, but it could be good for someone else. I really don't know. I don't know your body. You know your body unless you 
not really pay attention to your body, but I think it's really important to be in tune with your body because that's important as you continue to live your healthier lifestyle. Let's move on. Saute, bake, roast, grill, or broil the meat for the healthiest outcome. Any of these methods will melt away the remaining fat. Also use coconut oil to prevent sticking on the grill or pan if you're preparing steak. It's a great alternative to vegetable oil with additional benefits for healthy cholesterol. Whichever option you choose, avoid using sodium heavy seasonings that contain extra additives while you cook in order to keep the meat from getting tough reach for natural richer spices and more acidic acidic options i usually enjoy using sea salt or lemon juice you know stuff like that anyhow you can click on this link right in my description in my podcast here if you want to read more let's move on uh natural news Natural News, I like their website. They have a lot of content, man. A lot of content. Uh, so red meat does not cause disease. This is a particular article. This is actually, this is an old article. So they get into, does red meat cause disease? Processed red meat causes disease. Uh, red meat to avoid. So uh, what else they have? Does red meat cause high cholesterol and heart, heart disease? Red meat research is... Um, rife with problems, the healthy users, toxic meat bias, study authored by, they have a lot. I'm not going to read all this. This is a very, very long article, but let's get into red meats to avoid. Some meats products like beef jerky, bacon, sausages, hot dogs can be made of very high quality meats, grass-fed organic, uh, do not use harmful preservatives and are made with fresh meat. These would be found at high-end restaurants and from high-end producers like U.S. Wellness Meats. These are all okay, they're saying. This is an old article, and I know this is a few years old, so a lot of, a lot of this has changed over the years as technology continues to advance. The key to health is to avoid any processed red meat made in large factories by large companies with low quality factory farm meat, synthetic nitrogen, sodium nitrogen, uh, MSG, uh, a nitrotoxin use of flavor food, add to flavor, flavor to food. Avoid these processed meats that are positively correlated with diseases or disease unless very high, unless very high end. Uh, So they have under under their list of meats to avoid are beef jerky, bacon, sausage, hot dogs, any processed or packaged food with meat, frozen pizza with meat, canned canned soups with meat, uh, frozen frozen meals with meat, ravioli and meat pasta foods, kids meals containing meat, sandwich meat used at popular restaurants, think like Subway's or any chain restaurants. Nearly all red meat sold at public schools, restaurants, hospitals, hotels, and theme parks are the ones you want to stay away from. That's what they're saying. So does red meat cause high cholesterol and heart disease? I thought this was another uh, topic that we can cover here and pretty interesting as well. Uh, So Steve Gonitz, I think that's how you say his last name, does an amazing job of showing that there is no consistent evidence demonstrating that saturated fat in red meat raises cholesterol to harmful levels. So according to him, there's no evidence demonstrating that saturated fat in red meat 
raise its cholesterol to harmful levels. Despite claims by media and medical establishment, most studies showing a harmful associating between cholesterol and red meat consumption are short term. One must pay attention to how long a study was conducted. These short term studies conducted for only weeks or months mistakenly conclude that saturated fat increases cholesterol. This is true, but only in a short term. Moderate saturated consumption does not increase cholesterol to harmful levels over the long term. Eating grains and refined sugars causes high cholesterol. That's very interesting. Uh, one large meta-analyst study involving almost 350,000 participants have found no association between saturated fat intake and cardiovascular disease. The solid data I've mentioned do not suggest a strong relationship between red meat and heart disease, including moderate amounts of fresh red meat in your diet will not give you high cholesterol, a heart attack, much less as an early, early death. I, I think the biggest thing is biggest takeaway for me. I'm not going to read everything. I, I'm pretty much done with this article. The link is going to be in the description. You could click on the link and you can learn more. Um, couple of things. I, I think we all know the meat industry is a, a big industry and is detrimental to our global economy uh, in terms of climate change and all that stuff. Um, the emissions are extremely, really, really high. And I think the consumption of meat is extremely high. I think the way we consume meat on a global scale could be decreased significantly, I, I, especially here in the U.S. I can't really speak for other countries. But, it, but especially here in the U.S., I think meat consumption is extremely high and it should be decreased. I think we should, we don't need to consume that much meat. I don't even think our ancestors were consuming the amount of meat that we are consuming now. So with that said, I personally believe I think meat consumption should be decreased. I'm not going to tell you you should totally take your meat out of your diet. I'm not. That's not for that's not my job. That's basically your job to figure that out for your own body. I think, I think over time, I think, I, I, I do, I think as we get older as well, I think we start to realize that there's certain things that just don't agree with us anymore. And it's just hard to process. Meat is a very hard protein to process and it takes longer to process. And I think as you get older, you may want to consume less foods that involve long processing in our body. I don't know if that makes sense. Fish, it, it processes a lot easier. Um, obviously, if you're going vegan route, there's a lot of things in the vegan diet that would pro process uh, a lot easier. But that could be also controversial too, because when it comes to grains, for some people that could be extremely hard. And when it comes to beans and like your, your beans and beans can be very hard to process as well. Also, when it comes to nuts, you, you have phytates. Phytates when you so when you soak your nuts, you, it's a, it doesn't technically eliminate the phytates, but it decreases the amount, the percentage, I guess, or something like that, which makes it a little bit easier for you to digest. But some people still still will have some issues with that. My whole point is, it's really important to pay attention to how your body responds to anything you put in it any food that you put into your body. I think that's that's really, really important. Pay attention to how you how you start to feel. 
if you feel energetic you feel optimum you feel like you're ready to go the food that you just consume is probably doing its job if you're feeling sluggish if you're feeling lethargic you're not feeling well you don't feel like doing crap maybe the food that you just ate is really not good for you i think it's on i think i want to say it's simple but it, it technically is really not because it really all boils down to the person's mentality and how they think about themselves their food you know their surroundings and all that stuff mine is plays a huge part in everything that we do so it, it, it may on a surface level seem really simple but it's probably a little more complicated than that in terms of mental processing of everything around you anyway let's move on there was something else i saw on cnn this was this is actually a pretty recent article this is actually a few days ago bread and processed meat are not okay for health study says despite news to the contrary um and they get into a bunch of stuff here. One serving of processed meat equal two, two slices of bacon, two small sausage, or one hot dog. One serving of unprocessed red meat was equivalent to four ounces of red meat or poultry or three, three ounces of fish. The new finding arrived just months after the controversial meta-analyst claiming there's no need to reduce your red and processed meat intake for good health. Everyone uh, interpreted that it's okay to eat red meat, but they don't think that there was what, what? Think that this, this what the, I don't know what they wrote here. Science supports said senior study author um, Allen, associate professor of preventive medicine at Northwestern University, Fingbro's School of Medicine in a statement. So they said, uh, it's a small difference, but it's worth trying to reduce red meat and process meat like pepperoni, bologna, deli meats. Allen said, adding that prior research has also known an association with other major health risks such as cancer large public health impact so the new analyst published monday uh, a few monday mondays ago in the journal of jama internal medicine found three to seven percent higher risk of cardiovascular disease and premature death for people who ate two servings of red meat and processed meat each week that may seem small for an ind individual but when extrapolated to a population level uh, the impact looms much larger the increase in absolute risk is so small that it is unlikely to be relevant for individuals said gunter uh, a professor of nutrition and food science at university of reading in united kingdom in a statement however on a population level this is more important said gunter who was not involved in the study with about 1 million people being diagnosed with heart disease every year even a small reduction in absolute risk can have a considerable effect and reduce the number of people suffering. According to Kevin McConway, a retired professor from Open University, a distant learning center in the UK, the new study's perspective appears to be a key reason that their findings differ so much from last fall's report saying red meat is fine to eat. How can the conclusion from two large scale studies 
be so different? Well, it isn't because the statistical findings were different, but Conway said in the statement, he too was not involved in the study. The researchers on the new study are taking a public health perspective. They note that people can choose to eat less meat. And if they do so, the relationship between meat eating and disease risk is indeed casual. He said then fewer people who have heart attacks and strokes, and on average, people would live a bit longer. So the study also found a 4% higher risk of cardiovascular disease for people who ate two servings per week of poultry. But since the study didn't ask if chicken was skinless, fried, or breaded, the researchers say the findings are not clear enough for any recommendation about levels of poultry intake. However, the researchers stress that fried foods, including chicken and fish, would be avoided because of deep fat frying can contribute trans fatty acids and fried fish intake have been positively linked to chronic diseases. The takeaway from the study, anyone concerned about their heart health or risk for cancer or other diseases should limit their intake of red and processed meats, said lead study author, Victor Zhang. I think that's how you say his last name, assistant professor in nutritional science at Cornell University in a statement. Their study shows the link to cardiovascular disease and mortality was robust. So Victor Zonk said, uh, modifying intake of these animal protein foods may be an important strategy to help reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease and premature death at a population level. So pretty interesting, a lot going on here. All three links are gonna be in the description if you, you wanna re read some more about red meat and other links and studies that's linked to the articles you can easily click on to as well. Alrighty, that's all for today. Thanks for joining me. I'm Chef T, your host. Thanks for hanging out with me right here on SEWCT. Hope you guys enjoy your day and I will catch you on the next one. Peace out, guys. And always remember, stay healthy. Oh, thank you.